not always attainable for everyone to go overseas and and buy and let's build the sport and let's grow Ontario breeding. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. you so much we have another reviewer of the week karen yes mrs dudley mrs dudley thank you for the review five star review five star review what does mrs dudley have to say karen so she says i absolutely love this podcast and wait for it to publish every week it's the perfect interview style and the guests are awesome the sound quality is consistent and it's just wonderful to hear the interview with all levels and ages of event riders Oh, well, thank you so much, Mrs. Dudley. Yeah, that was very nice. That was super nice. So thank you for the five stars. If anyone out there at home is listening and they enjoy what they hear and you're, and you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We love the four and five star reviews. We love the five star reviews the best. But Yes. Um, so if you would like to be the reviewer of the week, please just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and on whatever listening app that you're on Spotify now has a rating system if you just smash the five stars on Spotify or any other app that you're using it really helps us uh, get noticed in the suggestions and things like that so it just helps us get more discoverability so thank you so much Mrs. Dudley we really appreciate it and um, we hope to keep bringing you five star content for years and years to come and Karen, as usual, we like to thank our sponsor, Mane and Tail, Karen. Only the best. Only the best. We love Mane and Tail. You know, we always talk about all the different horse products that Mane and Tail puts out, but you know what? They do have a full line of beauty products for you and me, Karen. They sure do. So, do you have a favorite product that you'd like to use for Mane and Tail? I think I would have to say it's the hair strengthener. The hair strengthener. I've yeah. definitely seen that on your beauty counter. I, yeah, I, I love using it. I. I, I tell you what, it, it really has strengthened my hair. I have less uh, split ends, and it's actually, I, I get a little thin in certain areas, and it's actually been growing. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Your hair, but I know you've always had, I've always, I know you've always complained about, you know, your, your hair being a little thin, and you're always picking at your split ends and all that stuff. So, and I see you using this, and I do see an improvement. So let's hear all about it, Karen. So it is a daily protective and fortifying leave-in treatment for stronger, healthier hair. Uh, it nourishes and repairs. It provides essential protection to help prevent split ends. Protects hair strands from heat and chemical styling, which I do a lot. I do a lot of that. <laughs> provides additional moisturizing and conditioning protection. It is alcohol-free, and it's safe and gentle for all hair types. That's wonderful. So, like I say, I know you've been using it, and you love it. And we asked the folks over Mantel, hey, can we talk about the, the, the beauty products? Because they are so fantastic. So, uh because the audience, the horses aren't listening, Karen. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the people. I use the products. You use the products. So we're going to start, you know, mixing in some some of the beauty products mm-hmm. in, uh, along with uh, the horse care line. So uh, check it out at maintainandtail.com if you want to learn more about the products. And uh, we just got to say thanks again to Main and Tail for all their support over the years. Protect your horse this winter from the harsh winter elements with the Ice Turtle Blanket by Turtleneck. It has a breathable waterproof layering system with a three-year waterproof guarantee, and it comes with a heavy-duty waterproof storage bag. Yeah, so to learn more about the Ice Turtle by Turtleneck, go to turtleneck.biz for fitting instructions and temperature guidelines. 
We're here with Trish Scott with your insurance tip of the week. Trish, if someone is a trainer, why do they need trainer liability? Well, as a horse trainer, uh, public looks to you as a professional. So you are promoting yourself as a horse trainer. So you're inviting students either to come to your farm, you're going to their farm, you're holding a clinic on a farm. So you're responsible for the care of those students, whether they're adults or children. Yes, you'll have the waiver sign that they're accepting responsibility if something were to happen, but in the event of a claim, injury, or death, they, you will be sued. It's not if you're going to be sued, it's when you're going to be sued. So this liability protects you, protects your profession, because the insurance carrier assigned you an attorney, and you can continue on with your lessons in your clinics. So give Trish a call for all your insurance needs at 484-319-8923. Triple Crown Feed. Oh, yeah. Triple Crown, big fans of Triple Crown Feed. They have tons of, of great products out there. Mm-hmm. Premium stuff. Karen, what do you got to say over there? So Triple Crown has formulas that are tailored to your horse's unique needs and help support immunity and gut health. Find your local Triple Crown Feed dealer by going to triplecrownfeed.com. Triplecrownfeed.com. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. Uh, it is. Triplecrownfeed.com. They have a great feed locator. They have yes. a great feed com- comparison tool on their website. I encourage everyone to get over there. Check out Triple Crown Feed's website. Check out the different products. Check out what makes them so special. And give them a shot, right, Karen? Oh, yeah. Support the people to support the show. The other day, I came home to a surprise on the table. There was a box uh, that was beautifully gift-wrapped with Fairfax and Favors gift wrapping. Rob surprised me with a pair of Alexander trainers. And if you don't know what a trainer is, it's basically a sneaker or a tennis shoe. They are super cute, super comfortable. They are my go-to shoe now. I can't believe I even wore sneakers out in town. You could dress them up, dress them down, and you'll definitely stand out in a crowd when you wear these. To learn more and to order your pair, go to fairfaxandfavor.com. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen, very excited for today's major. Oh, yeah. Karen, we're going international today. Yes, we are. (laughs) We're going all the way to Canada. I don't think she's in Canada. I don't think so But either. welcome to the show, a <laughs> Canadian eventer, Lindsay Beer. Welcome. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on today. Huge fan and looking forward to chatting with you guys. We're looking forward yeah. to chatting with you, too. We love our Canadian friends. Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> Something tells me you're not in Canada, though. So where, where are you coming to no. us from? No, no, I'm not in Canada right now. Um, I'm in Trenton, South Carolina, um, which is basically Aiken. I'm just on the outskirts, like five minutes from Stableview. Oh, wow. So down here till, yeah, down here till um, April, mid-April, Jockey Club. Mm. Um, yeah, and then we head home. Now, and you're, you will go back and train in, in Canada? Is that home? Yeah, yeah. So I spend um, nine months of my year in Canada. Um, so we've got a farm there. Um, most of my business runs there in Canada, like year round. Um, and then I'm just down here January, February, March, and then mid-April and then relocate. Oh, nice. Yeah. And only five minutes from yeah. Stableview. That's kind which, of weird. To that, be like, which oh. is rare because everything's Everything like 17 is- minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a really great location. We love it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But that's really cool. But thanks again for joining us. We love our Canadians and, mm-hmm. and we try to get as many Canadians on as possible. Um, but yeah, there's just not that many. 
Canadian. So, so. <laughs> small and mighty group. It is yes, a small and mighty go. group. We, yes. And, and that, that is the truth. That's the truth. Sure so. is. So Lindsay, can you take us back and tell us how you got your start in riding and then into eventing? Yeah. So um, that's a long time ago. So I've been riding as long as I can remember. Um, I grew up on a horse farm in Midhurst, Ontario. Um, so my mom always had horses um, through and through. We just had like a small little business there. Um, so yeah, I think I've been on a horse since before I could walk. Like she, I have pictures of me, like her holding me up on a horse and yada, yada, yada. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's sort of how I got started. Um, so my mom taught me for years. Um, eventually I started showing, um, hunter ponies. Um, so that was sort of my competition start. She rode hunter jumpers. She evented as a, as a kid and then switched over into the hunter jumpers. So that's sort of where I got started. Um, but I always had a little bit of a, a love for the speed. So I always wanted to ride in the jumper ring and that was sort of my thing. Um, so when I turned 12 for my birthday present, my mom sent me for, um, two months of training with Momo Lafamboise, um, who's a coach, um, a high-end coach in um, Canada for eventing. Um, so I did that, that couple months of training there with her, which ended up being a couple of years and it was an awesome experience. And she introduced me to eventing. Um, my mom, I think, was ready to cry because she wanted, you know, bred all these lovely hunters for me to ride. And, and here I am asking her for an off-the-track thoroughbred. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, sort of, that's sort of my story on how I got started and what drew me to eventing. Wow. Hmm. So just a th- she sent you away and next thing you know, you got corrupted into being an eventer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, Where, when, when are we going to the hunter show? She says, oh. <laughs> and Momo said, oh, we're not going to the hunter show this month. We're going to the event. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, um, yeah. Well, she has no one to blame who, who but herself. She's the one that sent you there, yeah, right? right? I mean, hey, come on, yeah. mom. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Did you ever do the hunters again? Like, I mean, did you eventually still have to like help mm. mom and ride the horses or? Oh my gosh. No, no. I dabbled a little bit here and there just when, you know, one of, one of the horses didn't quite make it as an event horse or needed a little bit of experience or something like that. But once I got the bug for cross country, it was let's sell those hunters and let's get some, let's get some thoroughbreds. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. and then did you stay at your family farm? Like, are, do you still work out of your family farm? Yeah. Or? I did until October of 2021. Um, so from there, um, when I got into high school, it was sort of that time where you have to make decisions in your life. And um, I was sort of given the path that either I had to go to school or I had to support myself. Like I had to figure out a way to make horses work. Um, throughout high school, I started this little, um, kind of like riding school business sort of thing. And the kids would come after school and I would teach them riding lessons just on whatever, you know, retirees or ponies that we had around the farm and it sort of made it work. Um, and then from there that sort of grew into a little bit more of a serious business, um, sort of into like training board clients, clients wanting to event, be a little bit more um, keen. And then just this last fall, um, October, started to go out on my own. Um, and I'm now working out of uh, my own facility, just eight minutes from my parents' place. Um, and my business has sort of grown into that. 
Wow. That's exciting. In high school, mom cut you off. She said, you got to start earning your way, kid. Yeah, it's just like either school or or figure it out because you know you know most most of NT kids are like oh I'm not going to university what are you talking about right. um, and she said that that's fine as long as as long as you can actually do it right wow so yeah and did you so. did you ever go work for, like did you go work full time for for your eventing coach or or did you kind of just always do that how did that work it's, it was um. We always had a lot of horses at home. So my parents' sporting facility, it was 29, 30 stalls. Um, so we always had that that full thing going there. Um, I went, I did do um, four months in the UK um, with uh, dressage judge Joe Young. She's an FBI dressage judge. Her um, daughter took me over to the UK for a little bit um, when I was 17 years old, um, just to give me a taste of going abroad and, and really immersing myself in eventing. It was the best experience of my life. It really, um, really solidified that that was what I wanted to do. It really gave me that drive and that passion. Um, unfortunately, I could only stay four months just because we had the, the business going at home. And that was a, a huge part of my mom couldn't really do it for too much longer without me. Um, so I did have to come back, you know, um, at one point in time, I'm going to go back over and I'm going to spend a year. That's my, that's my dream. And that's my goal. Cause I just loved it over there so much. And just eventing over there as you know, is incredible. Um, so yeah, that was my only working student experience. Um, just trained locally with, um, local eventing coaches. Um, and then probably about 11 years ago, I started working with, um, Joe Young. And she's my um, coach and mentor now and a huge, huge part of my life. Um, and yeah. Very cool. Was that like four months? Was that like just, was that basically dressage boot camp for you? Or did you get eventing in there there as well? Yeah, it was awesome. So um, mostly just training. I didn't, because it was such a short period of time, I didn't take my own horse over. Okay. Um, it was sort of at a little bit of a spot in my career where, didn't really, I had a lot of lower level horses. I didn't really have a good upper level horse um, at that point in time. So it made sense just because it was for the four months. I just went over myself and I just worked and rode. Um, I was so lucky because Rachel was so good to me and, you know, taught me like five lessons a day. I was on horse after horse after horse. Um, I looked after the horses there and, and she looked after me. It was, it was a great experience and I felt like I came back and I, I learned so much which I think had I have taken my own horse I was so young that had I have taken my own horse and been there competing I don't think I would have learned as much because I think I had a bigger picture in mind going there to train not going there to compete yeah um, no I think that's really yeah. cool mm-hmm. how did you line that yeah. up like how do you meet someone in Britain like how, how does that all go about you know because people listen and you know there's young people at home and maybe you know, sometimes you got to make lemonade out of lemons and you say, look, Oh, I don't have that horse going at the top right now. Uh, you know, and that's a good time to go. How how do you find that opportunity? I was so fortunate, um, because it was my, my coach's daughter over there. So she, um, I had had two lessons with her. It was a new thing between me and my coach. And she said, Hey, what are you doing for the fall? Do you want to, do you want to get on a plane and go? And I said, 
Well, I'd love to. I said, well, you, you need to go within the next like two weeks. And I was like, I guess I better tell my school. <laughs> so, was this like high so school? That was, sort of, was this high school? Yeah, was I was it? just in high school at the time. Wow. Um, so we, we moved it over to online and um, I did my, my studies online there and uh, made it work. Wow. So like our high school where our kids went public school, they they, they didn't get it. They did not get it. They they could not understand uh you know that they're just very you go to school, you know and and uh yeah. so that's nice that you had a school that was able to to work with you like that cuz our kids high school would not work with you almost yeah. at all and yeah. as hard as we tried to explain to them this this lifestyle and and the opportunities that our kids had, they they just uh they didn't see it. So thank goodness you had that. I guess you, I guess people just have to, you just have to stick with it and tell them yep. this is the way it is. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. This yeah. is the deal. Yeah. So now to, can you take us that into like your current business? Now you were um, sh- uh, on the long list for the Canadian team in, in 2014 and 2018. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, yes. and, and also on the developmental list for Canada in 2018. So you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about like how, how, how the, you know, those experiences panned out and then how that works into today, today's life. Yeah, those were, um, you know, that sort of followed me coming home from England. So I came home from England. Um, I had the opportunity to ride a really nice horse at the time, um, El Paso. And um, I was young and he was just super experienced and he just was horse of a lifetime. Um, I think, you know, we just retired him a couple of years ago um, at age 19 and he carted me around more courses and just said, come on, kid, let's go. Um, so that was him. Um, it was sort of a cool experience, like, you know, making the long list. I had, I had no idea even how to qualify for it. I just got an email one day saying, ah, you've, you've made the long list. Congratulations. And I was like, that's, that's, that's cool. Right. And you're so naive and you just don't know what's going on. Um, so That was awesome. And then having the opportunity um, to train, um, it sort of fell in the time um, between Clayton and and David. Um, So then later with my horse, Kenny's Town, Frank gave me the long list in 2018. Um, So that gave me the opportunity to go and work with David a little bit, which was hugely valuable. I learned so much from him um, and just a super cool experience to get my feet wet and a whole new dynamic going from, you know, just being a young rider in Ontario to getting the opportunity to have a little taste of what the high performance team looks like and and how that works and, and new goals and, and be immersed, you know, the Canadian group, it's, it's small, but the people that ride on the shortlist on the team, they're so incredibly helpful and welcoming that they just sort of guide you through the whole thing and say, okay, Lindsay, this is where you need to be. This is what you need to do. And it was just a great experience. I think because we are such a small group, it, it gave me good opportunity to, to get to know the the senior members of the team more and, and be able to you know use their guidance and their expertise a little bit. Yeah. yeah sure. It is a small, but mighty group. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of, a <laughs> lot, a lot of great writers on that list. It's really, really, really cool. The, uh, are, are you still, uh, like t- tapped into the, to the team pipeline. Like, do you have any updates on what's going on up there with the team Canada? 
Yeah, um, I don't have any updates in that sense now. Um, right about now, we're working on, um, I've had to retire my two El Paso and, and Kinestown Frankie um, just um, recently. So now we're just sort of working on uh, getting a new group of horses together. I've got a couple of um, nice intermediate horses. I have one that's going to move up to advance this weekend. So that'll be nice to kind of get some some new horses in the string um, and sort of work towards achieving that long list goal again and kind of work my way back up. Very cool. Where, yeah. where are you uh, going to do this advanced? Uh, Pine Tops this weekend. Okay. So nice. just over in Georgia, it's a beautiful event. Like one of my favorite events, like it's just such a nice big galloping course. So much fun. So exciting. Oh man, here we go. So by the time this comes out, that'll be in the past. You'll have done fantastic. Yes. (laughs) That's going to be awesome. It will be. (laughs) It will. It'll be awesome. Our son Joe's going to be competing there at the same weekend. Yeah. Might see him. I wish we could be there, Karen, but we're up in the freezing cold. We haven't gotten a chance to get to Eakin this year. I'm a little bit bummed about it. That's all right. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your current business and what you have going there. Like, uh, you know, do, do you, uh, you know, do you do training or sales or, you know, tell us a little bit about what you have going there. Yeah. So it's sort of, um, a boutique business. So, um, it's really transformed. Like it's, um, over the last probably eight years at my parents' place, it's sort of grown into mostly, um, a training business. Um, and then, from there, it evolved into some sales. So um, I'm partnered up with um, Rose Red Equestrian Farm, um, REF. She's a local breeder in Ontario, just located um, 10 minutes from my facility. Um, and she breeds wonderful um, warm blood sport horses. So we take those guys in, we get them started under saddle, we break them, we train them, and um, we find them their new homes. So that's a big part of um what i do and it's just been a huge passion of mine um all the way through i love the breaking and training process that's huge for me um and then i also have a good group of um training clients that um are always out at the ontario events and sometimes travel down here to compete um most of them are eventers i have a couple of lady clients that do dressage it's just a really nice um well-knit small group um yeah that sounds pretty awesome yeah. tell us about this, this the breeding program and everything because i'm really interested in that um you know what are they are they can you tell us about the breeding is there like a, a foundation of of horses that they're breeding or and, and a certain bloodline or breed or, or can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so mostly warm bloods um it's taken us well all warm bloods um over the last eight years, they've been a lot of um, dressage bloodlines, Dutch, um, Hanoverian, Holsteiner. Um, two years ago, we actually went over to Catherston Stud in the UK um, and Rose Red, um, Scarlet, she imported um, a lovely stallion um, by the sire Timelin. Um, it was who is by Totilis um, out of a Breitling mare. Um, so that's been something that's been super fun. We brought him over as a three-year-old. Um, and I've just been slowly producing him. Um, so we're kind of working towards now having our own stallions now that we have an idea of what we're looking for, what I like to ride, um, something that complements her mares nicely. Um, a lot of her mares have really high end dressage bloodlines. So 
we wanted something sporty that could jump and that has great temperament. Um, so that's been a really fun adventure and a really fun learning curve for me, um, bringing that part of the business and, and having the stallion and yeah. So, so you're, you're, you're training the stallion as an event horse as well. So th- this, this stallion, what's that like, you know, riding and training a stallion? Is he, is he pretty, uh, and he's, is he breeding? Is he, is he breeding right now as well? Or is he still kind of young? Yeah. Yeah. He, he is breeding now. Um, just to sort of in-house mares for the time being and, and, and building sort of his portfolio there. Um, it's been so much fun. He's such a good boy. Um, and he just tries so hard for me. It was a huge learning curve at the beginning. I thought, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? Um, all the things that you don't think about when you haven't had that sort of training, right? I've never, um, you know, worked at a breeding farm or, or done anything like that, but he's just such a good boy and we're so excited for his future. We think he's just going to be amazing. That's exciting. Yeah. What level and, are you guys and, competing at? And what's his name? Oh, his name is Catherston TikTok. Um, we call him Tiki in the barn. Um, and he's currently doing um, training level dressage and show jumping and novice and training level cross country. Okay. So he's just just young, just getting started out. Um, so he's got a long way to go, but wow, we're so excited. That is exciting. Yeah, it is. That's really cool. We don't have enough. Yeah, there's not we- that many stallions eventing. No. So. Definitely have to watch them. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's exciting. Is he is we he have, is he sensitive to the mares when he's around a mare? Like, uh, how, how's that uh, work? He's he's so good. I we we honestly lucked out. Um, he's he's been you know it's been a little bit of training, um, but I've had really great guidance um, just from uh, Jenny Lauriston Clark who bred him um, in the UK. So, you know, he's been awesome in that sense. Like I really, riding him at a horse show, I, I forget now that I'm on a stallion. And that was sort of the reason that we, we brought him over because we kept finding ourselves, you know, going, okay, we need, we need the next horse. We need the next horse. And, and, and going over to the, to the UK and, and buying them and bringing them back. We thought, hmm, it's got to be a better way. Let's not, why don't we find one we love? right and then find some really nice mares um and she spends a lot of time really building up um the quality of her mares at home in in canada her mares are incredibly bred um so mixed with this um stallion it should it should give us longevity in horses it's sort of our our goal and bring a unique um perspective to the canadian breeding industry right that's it's not always yeah, not always attainable for everyone to go overseas and and buy and let's build the sport and let's grow Ontario breeding. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, North American breeding, you know, all around, you know, it's a lot cheaper to import a horse from Canada than it is. <laughs> true, <laughs> very true. <clears throat> but now we 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 love it whenever we can hear of. I mean, we you know we're we're cool with the overseas breeding and, mm-hmm. and the importing stuff, mm-hmm. but it's it's also nice to highlight that that North American. Uh, you know, the breeders out there, especially breeding specifically for eventing. So that's, that's really, really cool. Now, now on your uh, Facebook business page, you know, cause I lurk a little bit, Karen, I am a lurker. He's a creeper. I'm a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a creep. I'm a creeper. That's different. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Or you're just nosy. I, it's research. So, <laughs> but you have, you have some videos of some of these young babies on there. Um, 
Now, are your babies mostly for sale? Like, how's that work? Are you splitting up some of your keeping, some you're selling, or or is that, are they all for sale? What's a lot of them are for sale. Um, I've been lucky enough to keep um, REF Saffron in my program. He's a, a young horse um, going prelim and he's stepping up to the intermediate level soon. So he was sort of early on in our in our um, program working through the horses. He was one that sort of caught my eye and, and just spoke to me. He's kind of got a sweet, quirky little personality and... Um, I just fell in love with him. So um, I was lucky enough to be able to have him stay on um, in my team. Um, so it's all just about finding the horses, the, the the spot where they're meant to be, right? And if they're meant to be upper level event horses and they stay with me, great. If they're meant to be upper level event horses and they go on and they are fantastic for someone in Canada or North America, even better, right? I love going out to the events on the weekend and cheering them on and watching them go. A lot of them make fantastic ladies horses just because they have such wonderful temperaments and they're good movers. So that's super fun um, to, they just go in any direction and I find they always just end up where they're meant to be. That's exciting. So, How many babies do you cool. have from the stallion? Do you know off the top of your head? Mm, he's just started breeding. So we just have three on the ground. Okay. Um, and this year, I think we should be expecting quite a few more, upwards of 10, I think. Wow. So wow. it's going to be, yeah, eight, eight to 10 this year, I think. And um, and it'll keep growing and, and building from there, which will be fun to see what he produces and yeah. go from there. Are you are you tasked with all the training from, from this, the ground up? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, so 10, 10. Are you hiring? Do you need some help out there? Do you need some young people to get on the back? I have I have a good group. I'm super lucky. I have a, a good group of great working students and a really awesome barn manager. Um, two of my working students are at home in Canada right now for the winter um, with my one manager. And then I've got one down here in um, Aiken with me. So I've got a great team um, of girls that follow my system and are good with the horses. And I'm super lucky. I'm super lucky because I could not, I could not take that on myself. Yeah. No. Do you have horses at home still in Canada? <laughs> I have 20, 22 or 25 at home. Oh, wow. Oh my and goodness. how many yeah. in Aiken? I've only got five with me this year. Um, I've got two coming down next month for training. It's a quiet year. Normally I bring 10, um, but after COVID and everything and the borders being a little bit funny, I thought, just keep it quiet this year yeah. most of them stayed home so yeah now, so do you do boarding as well at your home farm is that yeah boarding and training oh, so okay. they've got 16 to 18 boarders at home um i teach lessons over um one of those kibo machines so i keep my whole business going wow. while i'm down here in south carolina um yeah i saw that you i saw that on your again when i was creeping <laughs> I saw that where like you had like the video lessons. Uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about how that works out? Like, are you, are you taking lessons as well by, by the video? I actually, I haven't taken one myself yet by the video. I really should. Um, that would be, that would be a great tool. Um, for the time being, um, we have it, the machine set up at the farm in Canada. It's super easy set up. You just put your cell phone on it. Um, 
the riders at home booking a time with me. We keep the training schedule going as is. It's really unique because they can um, screen record the lesson and they can watch back over it. Um, and it's just a whole different, I really enjoy teaching that and I don't know how to describe it, but I think because the rider is wearing a headset, they feel like they're on the phone with me when I'm teaching. So I feel like we we just converse a little bit more and I feel like I, I get to know more what they're feeling rather than me just standing in the middle of the arena and, and, and doing my thing. So it's been, it's been a great asset to have that machine at home. Um, keeps the business going. Like our events start up May 14th at home in Ontario. So it'll be a little bit close by the time I get back mid April. We'll only have 30 days to pull it together. Um, and with a big portion of the team, like I have a couple of young horses that are in training um, with my barn manager at home, getting ready for the season, the younger horses, um, some of the REF horses, and um, and then the rest of the students there. So I'm able to keep an eye on them throughout the winter. We keep jumping, we keep doing gymnastics, dressage, the whole thing. Um, and it's a great way to stay in touch long distance. Super super awesome asset to our program. Yeah. See, this is what I that love is about really the, cool. It is. Yeah. This is what I love about doing this show because we always learn mm -hmm. new stuff and mm -hmm. people would do things differently and it's, so that is so cool. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. That was, that was awesome. I love it. Now, what's the Ontario eventing uh, like scene like? Is there is there is it pretty regular? Can you event every weekend? Do you have to come down to the states to, to get them all in or what, how's, how does that work eventing out of Ontario? As far as Ontario goes, we're pretty lucky. Like other provinces in Canada aren't quite as lucky as us. Um, we go pretty steady from the 14th of May until second week in October. Um, we're super lucky because a lot of the venues in Ontario are really seeing the need for help produce um, upper level horses. So Willowind, one of our events, they're adding an advanced course this year. So that'll give us an advanced course in Ontario. Um, and I think they're also doing a four-star short. Um, and then we're not too far off from Bromont in Quebec. It's only about seven hours from my farm. So it's it's not too far. So we're lucky there. They have the advance and they have obviously the, the four-star long and the four-star short in the summertime. Um, otherwise, our events just go up to the intermediate level. So we do have to do a little bit of traveling. Um, there's lots of opportunity in Ontario. There's events mostly every weekend um and there's lots of upper level show jumping shows so you can go and practice your skills there and dressage opportunities and stuff like that so there's enough to do um but for the upper level events we do have to travel a little bit you know once a month or once every six weeks sort of throughout the summer and then a little bit heavier into the fall um if we want to get our long format events and we have to come stateside but it sounds like you have it so kind of organized in such a way that you can be away now like you do it all winter long in Aiken and you run two facilities. Yeah. Like you, 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 even if you're away, you can still keep your stuff at home going. That's, that's it, really cool. It works out perfectly. I'm so lucky. It's just having a great team and, and having great people that, you know, you can trust to run your business and thinking outside the box a little bit and figuring out how we can make this work because not everyone has the opportunities to be able to come to Aiken for the winter and, right. and they should still be able to train in the event all season long. And, keep going man yeah that's awesome yeah. we don't and we don't get to talk to i mean when we do talk to canadians all of the canadians that we interview are always they're in america full-time now i think every canadian that we've interviewed i think so yeah i think i'm pretty right. sure I you know think so yeah so this is very unique for us to be able to talk to someone who managed mm -hmm. to work it out at the upper levels 
through Canada. And it sounds like you have a fantastic business. I mean, geez, you started it in high school. So <laughs> that's amazing. It's, um, it's grown with me. It's been a lot of um, ups and downs and learning curves and ironing things out and adapting and kind of relaxing into it. But I think, I think we've got it. It's pretty sustainable. COVID um, took a, took a couple of years during COVID kind of while my two upper level horses were sort of winding down with their age and, and their abilities to really um, put the focus on and having a good sustainable business that could sustain me competing at the upper levels and, and sustain me going away and traveling. And that was sort of COVID for me was training and building my business. I didn't do a lot of competing over the last couple of years. And I think that's, um, Hopefully it's paid off and it sure has on the business end. And we'll, we'll see how this, what the season brings with the competitive end. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Hey, one last question about the video thing. So that camera, it, it follows the rider around. So you just put that in the middle of the ring and it just follows the rider. Is that what happens? Yeah. They just um, download an app on their phone, set it on this tripod and they um, hold it up, show the, the camera on their phone, the horse's head. It pairs with the horse and away they ride. They put their wireless headset in their ears and it's right on their cell phone. And away we go and the camera just stays. It keeps them in perfect view. It's going to be, it wow. for the most part, it works. As long as you have good, good internet, it works great. That's awesome. That's really cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'm just so into that. So well, thank you for sharing that because that's, especially during COVID. So, well, I mean, at least I guess during COVID you were basically home, but <clears throat> but even then, you know, the mm -hmm. travel and stuff, mm -hmm. that's very, very yeah. cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So, I love, that's why I love doing this show, Karen. I Learn love something every time. I mean, I've heard of the product and mm -hmm. I had an idea how it worked, but I never really talked to anyone who used it. So, and, and, and sustains a, 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 you know, a remote business all winter long. So that's really cool. And She's thank goodness for those workers that you have at home that you can trust to, to hold down the fort. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Good Super stuff. lucky. I have a, great group that's awesome well i always believe that a good team starts with a good leader and uh <laughs> you know i think i think it all it all comes full circle mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. all right so Lindsay, we're gonna play quick fire questions quick fire questions <laughs> <laughs> and quick fire questions is brought to you by turtleneck get your premium horse clothing by going to turtleneck.biz okay so five questions you don't have to be quick, but we will grade you at the end. Strict grading. <laughs> Very strict. strict. Grading. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So question number one, favorite rider growing up? Oh, that's so easy. Ian Miller. Ooh. Ian oh, Miller, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. Good answer. Uh, that's the only correct answer for Canadians. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite event to compete at? Mm. Oh, that one's easy too. Plantation Field. Ooh. I love going there. So awesome. We like it. Yeah, we do too. It is a great place. I mean, for as a competitor or as a spectator. So very good. All right. If eventing was not an option, what other riding discipline would you want to do? Hmm. Well, Probably, if I was going to play it safe, I would go dressage. I really, I'm actually one of those eventers. I love dressage. So 
Um, that would definitely be strong, but I would definitely need to do something exciting. So maybe raining, Ooh. maybe raining. That might be fun. Yeah. I don't know. We get that answer. Yeah, we, we get raining a lot. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great answer. I mean, I, yeah. I think it'd be cool. If I weighed a hundred pounds less, yeah. I'd want to do raining too. <laughs> we need to find a, a, a place that will let all these eventers go and just yeah. play Rainer for the day. Yeah. <laughs> play Rainer. Organize a raining clinic for yeah, eventers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What is your one favorite thing about the sport of eventing? Mm, the community. People are awesome. Like I said, growing up in the hunter jumper world and then switching to eventing, I was hooked in it. Wasn't just the sport, it was totally the people too. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I think so too. But then I've heard other people kind of say it was the other way. But I'm thinking I don't know. I don't. I don't know where. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hunters is just kind of rough. I think that's the name of the game. Is it's, it's kind of. Uh, I don't know. Is it because it's judgy? What do you think it is about the hunters? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Um, when you find out, let me know. I can't. I can't <laughs> put my finger on it. But it is. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get you. All right. So last question. If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Mm, Big Ben. I'm going to have to stick on the Ian Miller theme. Definitely Big Ben. (laughs) Good answer. Very good answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That kind of goes hand in hand. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Karen? Well? A plus plus with a maple leaf on top. Oh, there you go. Well done. Hey, what about Plantation Field uh, sets it above for you? I don't even know. I think it's the drive-in. It is so unique um, from what we see in Ontario. So starts off great with the drive-in, um, the stabling. I love the tents in the arena up on the top of the hill. The cross-country course is just forward riding and galloping so much fun there's such a great sense of community i don't know just the atmosphere of the event yeah. i just look forward to coming every year it's always highlighted in red on my calendar like we must go it is a, it is a good community mm-hmm. event it's very uh mm-hmm. you know so many local riders there and, mm-hmm. and uh so i mean that's you know just a half hour from us right so yeah yeah pretty pretty local for us yep so very cool great answer very good excellent excellent So, Lindsay, do you have any advice for that young rider trying to make it in this sport? Mm, Keep your head down and work hard. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, Everyone struggles just the same in this sport. It's not just you. So you just need to keep it simple. Simple isn't easy, right? And um, keep your head down, work hard, pay attention to what you're doing. And if you have the right intentions and you keep the horse at the, the forefront of the goal and keeping a happy horse and, and you do the sport because of the horse, then I think good things will come. Excellent. Very good. Excellent. Yep. Excellent advice. Mm-hmm. Man. I love that question. I love the answers. That we <laughs> yeah. Did. Great job. So as we wind things down, uh, we always like to give you an opportunity to, uh, you know, share any sponsors and supporters that you'd like to shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. The list is long. I have been so lucky to have so many, um, supporters. Um, definitely my mom and dad, um, Penny and Glenn, they have, you know, been there right from the get go. Um, 
my wonderful husband, um, Rose Red Equestrian. They have been huge supporters, Joe Young and Bill McKean. They have been awesome, Ontario Equestrian and the GRIT training program. That's been huge. Um, and then my sponsors, um, Hey Gain, Bits Equestrian, Antares Saddlery, Gin Stirrups, Pure Vita, SSG, Nushal, Mad Barn, um, Equilibra Products, Visualize, and Horse and Hound Tack Shop, my mom's tack shop. So those are been the people that have been in my corner and um, there's so many more, too many to name. Um, definitely my staff at home and um, my head groom cadence, they've just been awesome keeping everything together for me. So I'm super lucky. Excellent. Yeah. Great. And mom has a tech shop. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, runs out of her, out of her farm in Midhurst. That's um, been also a huge, huge part of what we've done for years. Wow. That's really cool. That is cool. Yeah. Shout out to mom's business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very oh. cool. So uh, if people want to follow along with you or see the horses, um, how do people follow along with you and, and are, are all the young horses, like are your partners, your breeding partners, are they, are the horses all going to be listed through your site or theirs? Like, did you want to sh- give their yeah. info too, or how do people follow along? Yeah, with ones? Instagram is definitely, um, a good one. So if you follow Lindsay or eventing, um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Um, I keep up to date with all of the horses that we have coming through the program, um, students, training opportunities, different places that we're going and events that we're visiting, um, as well as some pretty cool products that we're trying or using. Um, and then also on my website, lindsaybeareventing.com, we try to keep that pretty up to date. It's always current with the horses that are for sale um, or available for lease or new updates on who I'm who I'm riding and and where we're going, those are sort of the two best um, platforms to follow along with us. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we're following. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so listen, we're super excited to see, you know, everything that's happening for you. It sounds like mm-hmm. you have a lot going on. Super excited to see the breeding program. So we'll be following along yeah, social definitely media. definitely follow that. And, uh, you know, it's always nice because we're always, everyone's always looking for, you know, good quality bred horses and, um, it's nice when we can, you know, help shed light on another another opportunity to to find good good quality horses coming up, good good well bred, and the fact that you're going to be training them yourself domestically, you know, I think that's really fantastic that people know exactly where these horses that they're buying, where they came through, you know. Um, so I think that's exciting, mm-hmm. super exciting. for sure, awesome. Well, Karen, was this fantastic? This was great, super, lots so, of fun. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. We really enjoyed getting to know you. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you guys and getting to know you guys. It's so much fun. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like Major League Eventing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Eventers, on Facebook. Cheers.